like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... Oh man, talk about talk about a cold open. The right? coldest open. The coldest, would you say, slimiest, scaliest, yeah. scaliest open we're about open. to drop on yeah. you? Yeah. Pretty cold. Mm. Slimy. Scaly. Yeah. Sexy? Maybe. Uh, it, hey, it depends on who you ask. True. If you're asking this A plus list celebrity, it's definitely sexy. And I'm yeah. sure you gentle listeners are wondering what the fuck it is we're talking about. Or you've also fallen down the last podcast Reddit thread about this, which we're not sure if it's true or not, but we're going to talk about it. Yes. So um, apparently there is a blind item floating around the old Hollywood that a certain A plus li- celebrity. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe, maybe Schmom Schmooze, maybe a certified fish fucker. Well, I think he, so like, I'm going to fuck that fish. And someone said, that's a mission impossible. And he said, no, Watch I me. do my own stunts. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then he stuck his dick in that fish. <laughs> and then he stuck his dick in a sea bass. And that's why he's still a Scientologist, because David Miscavige knows that... The dirty secret. The, the dirty oh, secret of his dirty... Oh, do you think that's his dirty secret? His dirty, fish dirty, fishy fucker. dick. Yeah. Okay, but if that's out now, does that mean he can leave Scientology? It's not confirmed. Not no one confirmed. can confirm it. No. I mean, Tom himself will have to come out and be like, yes, you're right. I fucked a sea bass. In the bathroom of a guest. Really turned on by like Shape of Water. He just like oh yeah, was wearing the DVD down. Too human. Too human. Not fishy enough. Oh, not fishy enough. Not fishy enough. I do like that in one of the blind items they did specify that it was a large adult sea bass. Oh, so he's not a fish pedophile. No, no. We have to (laughs) make this is an of age fish. Thank God. Just so we're clear. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah, So Tom Cruise fucks fish people. Yeah, apparently, apparently, because there was somebody yeah. like followed him into the bathroom after he disappeared in the bathroom with a fish, and then I mean, found the fish in the Tom garbage. Cruise, if you saw Tom Cruise at a grocery store buying fish, really selecting one particular whole fish that yeah. he then asked for it not to be wrapped, yeah, and then immediately took it into the restroom. Yeah, I'd have some questions. I would also have questions. That's such weird behavior, mm-hmm. like. If this was true, there's dozen, hundreds of witnesses to this, you know? Yeah. Because he's Tom Cruise. Yeah. It, it, unless he goes into like the Whole Foods at like eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. On a Tuesday and no, like the yoga moms aren't there yet. It's possible. Okay. It's possible. This feels like somebody. Yeah. Because it's like he didn't, he didn't have a shape of water thing. It feels like more like he saw the incredible Mr. Limpet when he was like six and then just never got out of the phase. Right. Yeah. yeah. He he just he watched Big Fish with Albert Finney. Had a very different takeaway yeah. from the movie. Yeah. He, like, he, like he can't finish unless he thinks of Don Knotts talking to him as a fish. <laughs> hey, hey, you! Quit fucking my mouth. And and he, I'm a fish. and and Tom's like, no, no, I'm gonna show you. And then He's goes like, into the bathroom. Yeah. Jerks it into that fish's mouth. And then throws the fish away. Wrapped I think he in goes balls towel. deep in that fish. No, he, yeah. I, think he, yeah. I think he fleshlights the fish. Yeah. 
And then throws but it I away. A, like, take the evidence of your crime with you, man. Oh, he doesn't want that jizzy fish. <laughs> he is a celebrity. But could you he pays imagine, other people to deal with his jizzy fish. Imagine the cleaning crew being like, what the fuck is that smell? At the end of a long day, they're cleaning the bathroom and they just see a whole fish with jizz coming out of it. A quality jizz fish. I would have so many questions. I would look at all the tape and be like, who went into the bathroom with fish? And then I'd see it and then it would come out, which is why I don't think it's true. Tom Cruise, if you're listening, and I know you are. You're uh, definitely listening, Tom Cruise. Why don't you send us an email? Booze and Bruce Codcast. That was good. That was good, babe. Uh, And let us know what the best fish mouth to fuck is. Yeah. I just, I feel like, I feel like the fucking the fish is... It's 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 an exciting story, right? Yeah. But for me, I feel like the biggest takeaway because that feels like a really small pivot to like necrophilia, you know? I mean, it is dead. The you know fish what? is Fuck dead. It. We're now the booze and cruise podcast, <laughs> and we, all we do is talk about Tom Cruise fucking fish, and and, and then so- soon to be dead bodies because, like Vanessa said. I just feel like that's a hop, skip, and a jump. You it know, is? that's yeah. probably it's a, it's not. Sh- it's just a hop and a skip. He's already jumped. Oh yeah, D- I mean that's dead. That is a dead ass. De- fish. Dead is not slimy and scaly though. Just, I'm just gonna throw that I, out I, to you. What if it's I, I think it's dead. the cold. It's the like. It's not that he got a fish out of the ocean and fucked it. Mm-hmm. He got it from the deli counter yep. where it's been on ice. They're still putting moist. His dick the- in a. These fish are still moist. These are moist ass fish. So before you know, he's going to start volunteering at the morgue and then he's going to take a dead body Fresh into the bathroom. Dead bodies. Now we're talking. He's going to fuck the autopsy cavity. That's what he's going to do. Yeah, I, ju- I don't I don't I don't know what you that feels like it's building to something. I'm not it's sure what it's killer. building towards, but it feels it, it's a step on a step ladder. You know, 100. this is his step to being a serial killer for sure. It's part of the, what's it, the McDonald triangle? Yep, yep. <laughs> you yes. Bedwetting, torture animals, head injury, you fuck, fuck fish. fish. You fuck that's, fish. Absolutely. That's, that's the McDonald uh, rectangle. Yep. It's the, the McDonald's trapezoid of yeah. chicken nuggets <laughs> and dead people. Yep. Chicken oh, my God. <laughs> speaking of speaking of rectangles. <laughs> Hi. Oh, welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we just we just have burning questions about what kind of cold things Tom Cruise wants to fuck. Yeah, because we certainly don't want to fuck fish. That is. Well, because I'm like, would he fuck like like a dead, another dead animal? You oh, know? like a dead deer. Like he goes hunting. Like, like and what gets, if he, no, what if he bought like a brisket, carved a hole in it? Would he fuck that? Mm, maybe. Is he making his own marinade? You know, right, right. Jismanade. He's like, I'm going to tenderize this beef. Yes, that is some tender ass beef. Pulverize this beef with my pork hose. That's it. Gross. Gross. So gross. Oh, that was gross. That we I finally crossed the fucking threshold in the gross. Yes, this makes sense. Congratulations. Are we all listening to the same goddamn podcast around here? No. I was fine with the jizz fish. I was fine with the bathroom oh, garbage jizz fish. But I, I took it too far. Okay, but you, sir, you, sir, have I'm crossed just, the I'm line. I'm just trying to understand the line here. You okay, know? well, I, you've learned it. Oh, boy. Um, oh, my God. So speaking <laughs> of fish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is kind of tropical-ish theme. So, so yeah. speaking of fish, this week's beer is Coconut Cove Pina Colada Cream Ale from our not so friends at the Mankato Brewery. 
Um, scale, right now. We'll get to it later. But right now, scale of one to ten. Three? I'd say three. This is not, to my mind, the worst one that we've had from this brewery. It's like, like I actually do get the pina colada out of it, which is more flavor than oh. any other of their beers have had. So kudos to you, I guess. Yeah. Pineapple right. coconut cream ale. I, I don't get that, but. All right, so creamy coconuts, creaming, creaming in fish. I hate we to said, break it to you. I don't hate this. Well, good. There's one oh, more. Oh, there you go. I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> so anyway, um, the the beer can has like a very kind of, uh, he's the little pirate, drinky pirate guy on it. And we were like, all right, pirate, coconut, beach, tropical, tropical ghosts or Tro- pirates. <laughs> Yeah, it was to be clear. It was tropical ghosts slash pirates. Pirates, just in case tuna just, wanted to talk just about so, pirate. Just so we. Oh God, I just thought about the fact that I'm a fish. Oh, you are. Uh-oh. Tom Cruise wants to fuck you. Still alive though. Yeah, okay. I'm like, what if I sit on a block of ice for a while? Then he's really, really, really fuck. cool things down right. down there. Right. Right. I mean. You just then have to think of like Tom Cruise 30 years ago, Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was young tuna, baby tuna, high school, middle school tuna, obsessed with Tom Cruise. Oh, okay. Obsessed with Tom Cruise. My friend and I, Emily, who have not spoken to in like 20 years, but she knew how like obsessed I was. And she used to tell me that he was just waiting for me to turn 18 and then he was going to divorce Nicole and we were going to get married and run away. Gross. And then I turned 18 and then he divorced Nicole. And for a minute I was like, did we the secret this? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to come for me. Gross. But by then I had moved on from my Tom Cruise obsession. But okay, like 14 year old Vanessa was just really excited to sit on a block of ice and be fucked by Tom Cruise. Wait, now question. But now 39 year old. I never thought I would say. Question. That's a, that is a mad libs of a, of a universe we live in now. Question. Yes. Who had your obsession moved to from Tom Cruise at that age? Do you remember? I don't know. I think I had moved off of like one single celebrity like fixation. And now you're obsessed with creating a harem of fuckable men. Oh, yes. A stable, as I like to call them. Mm. Uh, It's like it's like it's like a batting lineup. You move people on and off the bench. Right. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Shuffle the order. You don't don't retire them until they've come up to hit a couple times and and really have not done well. Right. Okay. Okay. And yeah. Okay. All right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, I, uh, by the time he was actually divorced, I was just a whore. So <laughs> <laughs> it's very not true, but funny. It's, anyway, anyway, tropical ghosts, tropical ghosts slash pirates slash I, pirates. I get I need that in there. Yes, I obviously did a pirate. Obviously. So <laughs> for my tropical ghost, I'm going to tell you about the Audubon House and Tropical Gardens. Ooh, the Autobahn. Hell yeah. Is this a German ghost? Is this a real fast German car ghost? No, no. You don't really think of tropical Germany. Tropical Germany. I wish I wish you could see how I actually spelled this because it's like, you know, the the um the Audubon, like the photographer guy, right? That's how you say it. Oh yeah, Audubon Society. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did not spell it like that. I spelled it Abudan the first time I oh, wrote it, which is the, hilarious. The Abudan. The yes. Abudan sure. house and tropical gardens. Abu the lesser known house of dons. Yes. Hell yeah. So the Audubon house and tropical gardens located at 205 Whitehead Street in Key West, Florida. 
Oh, great. You just put those right in your guppus. Yeah. You've right got there. the address right there for your guppus. Your, your guppus? You can drive from, oh, yeah. just drive through the I water. I heard that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of your guppus. Uh, was built between 1846 and 1849 by Captain John Hewling Geiger, a harbor. Oh, of course. A harbor, of the Key West Hewling Geigers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a harbor pilot and master wrecker. He pilots whole harbors? Yep. Whole harbors. And that's and impressive. And then he wrecks them. He wrecks them against the wrecker. shore. That's right. Does does he fuck fish? Probably. There is a Good non-zero chance. chance. He spent his <laughs> life making money off of the sea. You know he had sex with the sea. He's yeah. making money off of the sea and he's getting off with the sea. That's I had to what's look happening. Up what a master wrecker was because it's spelled like Wreck It Ralph. And I'm like, he breaks. He's a man that wrecks things. No. With his penis. That's right. He uses it like a baseball bat and then just turns it all to tinder. Wrecking ball. Hangs a a heavy weight from his dingling and then swings it around, smashing the harbors. He just walks through town. Whack, whack, whack. Breaking shit. I'm a master wrecker. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a man just walking up to a giant boat and slapping his dick against it? And like whack. And breaking it. Breaking his dick. No, the boat. No, the boat. With such a powerful penis. His dick no. is so powerful it breaks. No. Yeah, you can't be a master wrecker if the boat ruins your penis. You're not a master. Yeah, that's at that not point. a master of anything. Yeah, that's not a. That, um, that's a journeyman at the at the very best. <laughs> I'm an apprentice wrecker. Apprentice. <laughs> so what a wrecker would do essentially was look for shipwrecks and then go out to said shipwreck, collect the bounty or whatever booty or whatever is on the boat. Basically, the doubloons, the various golden doubloons. Yeah. Okay, so he's like he's like the, the uh, beachcomber with the metal detector of his day. A little bit, yeah. Like he's the vulture. He circles the shipwrecks, but he made a lot of money doing it. So hence, well, and in his defense. Wrecker. He's were ju- they're already they're already unboated. Right. It's like he's just collecting finders keepers at that yeah. point. Total. Yeah, they're keepers. already the 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 doubloons are in the bottom of the ocean. Yep. Squatters so, rights. Ergo your And, and those fish don't want them. No, fish have no use fish, for money. Fish do not exchange currency f- for goods and services. They that we know their- of, but we don't know what's in the deep ocean, but we do know it's terrifying down there. Oh, yeah. Hell Tom yeah. Tom Cruise wants to fuck all of that. There's all these fish down there just sucking bullshit off the bottom of the ocean floor. Nobody wants it. And Tom's like, I want you to suck my bullshit yeah, off that, of me. Yeah, that's, that's what he does. That, yeah. Tom Cruise bought red scuba gear and then, takes, and then lays down on the bottom of the ocean with his penis erect so the fish will suck him off. <laughs> He's just down there hunting colossal squid. That's, that's the, the next step. Abyssal giganticism. Just be like, eat my ass, squid. Eat, eat my ass. Put them suckers on me. Put them. Yeah, that's what he does. We're r- rapidly escalating the Tom Cruise fish <laughs> sex pervert story, and it's really delightful. <laughs> um. So anyway, after back to the, the house and Captain Geiger. Uh, after a major hurricane damaged or destroyed nearly all of Key West in 1846, Captain Geiger uh, thought, you know what? This would be a perfect spot for me to build a house for my family. In Great. Co- That's where ships go to die and I go to live. And I go to live. And, and now everything is damaged and destroyed. I bet he got his property for a song. Because oh, yeah. Everything was He got broken. all these boat parts. He could build a house out of old boats. Good to ever, man. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to take my money. I'm going to build a house here. And um, at the time of construction, Geiger was one of Key West's richest uh, people. So naturally, you know, the house had to match the stature of his place in society. Um, and it had to be seen by all uh, to who come and go from the island. So where he positioned, which is why he chose Whitehead and Green Street, that corner, is because it's sitting just 
close enough to the shore that boats that come and go on Key West see his grand, beautiful house. Oh, got it. He's showing oh. off. Yeah. Oh, he's a big time show off. But, you know, he's, he's like, got the cool money. boat. Have you seen this house? You dumb shit. This is the hey, bring house. your boat closer. I'm going to whack my dick on it. Yeah. yeah. I'm a master wrecker. Let me show you my trade. Um, so Captain Guyver spared no expense with the construction. He hired the bestest carpenters, brought all the best materials uh, to the house, including the now extinct Dade County Pine, a wood that was impervious to termites. Oh, oh. he is a man who knows about impervious wood, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. His wood is impervious. Yeah. Yeah. Now, wait a second. What caused this tree to go extinct? Probably everybody was using it to build their houses. (laughs) Probably, yeah, humans. Humans, most likely. That makes sense. Uh, I wonder if there's some other bug that ate it. Like the termites like here. Termites, no, but like the gnats, yes. Yeah. (laughs) No, probably Just ants, regular ass ants. People, just regular ass ants. Ants. (laughs) Phyllis Gino and species. Ants, comma, regular ass. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Four generations of the Geiger family lived in the home for over 100 years. Uh, however, the descendants of the uh, Geiger family didn't. Nec- Is this Geiger like like I can test plutonium Geiger? No, he's just okay. Boltzmann Geiger with the similar last name. I just didn't know if it was spelled the same way. It is spelled the same way, but it is not. Okay. I mean, maybe they're distant relatives. I didn't look up his ancestry.com. OK, that's uh, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Because I don't know who his parents are. I could get one generation deep. His. <laughs> um, like on the leaf. Yeah, click on the leaf. I click on leaves. I don't know if they're true or not. Most of my family's ancestry tree is just a make them ups of like, sure, that sounds right. Oh, yeah, yeah, mine too. It's like, this guy's your great uncle. Sure. No, the fuck he's not. I, I was all like, yeah, sure, that sounds right. Other people say it's true, therefore it must be. Click. Yeah. Except. Um, anyway, so the descendants did not necessarily maintain the grandeur of the home that Geiger had initially developed and built. Oh, okay. Um, they don't have a showy-offy house anymore. Yeah, I mean, it was still showy-offy, but they just didn't do any upkeep. So the last Geiger descendant to call the house home was a man named Captain Willie Bradford Smith. Oh, Captain Willie Brad Willie. Smith. Willie Brad Smith. Um, according to the Audubon House website, uh, Smith was a recluse who lived all alone in this big giant house by himself for more than 20 years without goals. any electricity, running water, or an indoor kitchen. Oh, not goals. That place fucking stunk. Yeah, yeah that place was full of piles of poop. There, there, there was probably shit everywhere. So um, it's like when, when they go into those houses and hoarders and there's just like diapers all over the floor. That was Captain Willie, yeah. I am imagining. Yeah, yeah. There's 14 dead cats in the freezer that's not hooked up to electricity anymore. No, yeah. Yep. Ooh, it, those are just skeletons and some fur, tufts of yeah. fur. Yeah, no um, So, So when Captain Willie died in 1956, the house was condemned. Not condemned. It was just boarded up. They were like, this house is not livable. No one, no one. No one should live in here Got with it. all of these poops. He, he gray gardens himself into that house. He really did. And so uh, the house stood empty for two years. Uh, 1958, it was slated to be demolished. Um, but the, uh, it was slated to be demolished and replaced with a gas station. Awesome. Oh, well, that's on, disappointing. On this, on this beautiful cliff overlooking the fucking ocean. Yeah, like on this beautiful plot of land that yeah. like has this a fucking mobile station. Yeah, fucking BP baby. Woo. Yeah, it's it's I not mean. great. Um, so Mitchell uh, Wolfson and his wife Frances uh, decided, you know what, this has got some history to it. 
uh, maybe we should keep it. So their foundation purchased the house. They invested $250,000 and restored the home using uh, shipbuilding techniques, air quotes. That's what it said on the Wikipedia page, shipbuilding techniques. Okay, and this was in the 50s? This was in 1958. Yeah, so late 50s. I was like, I was a quarter of a mil in the 50s. Feels like a lot of money. It was, yeah. So they they kind of, you know, reinforced the home, but makes sense that they would use the ship techniques because hurricanes. Ships tend to, you know, not break down the same way houses do. Love hurricanes. They love them. Love them. Fucking can't get enough of them. Famous, famously chase perfect storms. Ask Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, in fact, or George the um, good old George Clooney. <laughs> I was, yeah. Perfect storm. Um, the father of the architect that was hired to, you know, work on the house was a guy named Sidney Evans. Sidney Evans was friends with Ernest Hemingway uh, okay. when Ernest lived on Key West, and uh, he Ernest did with all his cats, all of his cats. And um, it Ernest used those experiences living near the Evans family to write his story, The Old Man in the Sea. Oh. It's a fun fact. There's a oh, tie. That, that is a fun fact. Ernest Hemingway tied to this, this Audubon house. Very fun. Okay. Okay. I have to go out there. He stabs those sharks. What a great book. Great book. So I'm sure you're wondering how the hell does John James Audubon fit into any of this? Because I was wondering. Thus far. Nary a mention. I was like, we got we got Ernest Hemingway, we got Geiger counters. Yep. I don't know how how photography nature man comes into this. Well, um, for those of you who do not know who John James Audubon is, uh, he has a society temporary. Well, for the near, not long into the future, um, he has he's going to have had a society. Asterisk. Oh no, is it breaking down? I'll tell you in a second. Um, he was an artist and got real hard for birds. Man yeah. loved birds. Yeah. Um he That was the name of his first photography book, Boners for Birds. Boners for Birds. Yeah. But he did, unlike Tom Cruise, he used his um love of birds constructively. And instead of fucking said birds, he drew them. He uh, we a, don't know that. That's true. We don't. He's been dead a long time. He is a self-made, here, self-taught here is a, painter. Here is a book of all the birds I have, I have fucked. fucked. Yeah. And now I'm just saying it was a different time. The internet didn't exist. We don't know what happened. That's true. Exactly. In, in, in an era where a man can be racist, how can he not fuck a bird? How can I he mean, not? I'm just saying, has anyone asked these birds? They're all long dead like, at this point. We don't go near that fucking sitgo on the cliff because that guy is trying to fuck us constantly. Constantly. Yeah. He comes chasing after me with his big wood, and I gotta run. Was was the portrait after the fucking worth it, Blue Jay? And the Blue Jay was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, I don't think so uh, fuck me right in my people's sex hole. Yeah, yep, man. As long as you get enthusiastic bird consent, I don't think yeah, anybody. What is enthusiastic bird consent? It, they go like aggressive they go, chirping. They go tweet tweet, motherfucker. Let's go. And, and I then think they there's present a, I think there's a fanning of tail feathers. Yeah. Okay, you know, did it do its mating dance? Yeah, maybe. That may, you know what? I would take that as enthusiastic consent if the mating dance yeah. was initiated. If a human being gets like a bunch, like learns the mating dances of various birds and then does them, will the birds be aroused? Like, because they're like, yes. fuck, 
this is yeah, the biggest was, one of I me was, I've ever seen. I was listening. To, I was listening to some story recently. It was about so I I some kind of big bird like an ostrich and like the bird got a fell in love with like its keeper and like would only get hard and like imprinted on the keeper and kept trying to fuck the keeper and they had to like move the bird to another zoo because oh. it was just trying to fuck this keeper all the goddamn time and they were like you can't fuck that man he a man you a bird yeah there's there's gonna be no bird man you know chimera chimera yeah so they move him and then the bird was like okay I guess I'll fuck another bird. Wow. But they had yes. to put like a mask on, like a person mask over the other I big bird. I think it started, I'm, it's, it was a while since I heard this story, but I think it started because they were like trying to do a breeding program and they didn't have a female bird. So this like male keeper like would do the dance so that the bird would like uh, no. jizz yeah. and then they'd steal the bird jizz and give it to another. But then the bird was just like, oh, there's my jizz friend. <laughs> Like like I like was, that man. He makes me jizz. That's like that lady who was trying to do that that dolphin training thing. Yes, she it was get very it dolphin. So she'd have to jerk it off. Yep. Yes, it was very dolphin rapist adjacent. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, back to Jane this John James we, we have a lot of fucking animals this episode. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Making me horny as fuck, you guys. I don't know. It's a real through line. So after fucking all of these birds, he drew them like one of his French girls. And yeah. he, I wonder where bird law comes down on fucking your zookeeper. Enthusiastic consent. I think consent. enthusiastic consent. Yeah, that's what I, it is. I guess. You know, Does the, the bird, bird birds are much it? more what's, progressive than people are. Yes, We're very puritanical bird, when it comes to bird fucking. What's the bird age of consent? I don't, I mean, I don't know how long do, birds don't long last it, long. So maybe long like it? seven months. But like some birds live a lot longer than other birds. You right, know, like parrots. It's a sliding one, scale. Yeah, it is a sliding scale depending on the species you wish to fuck. Yeah, like um, like like an ostrich that that ostrich has to be two. But like a sparrow, you can fuck at four months. I don't know. Right. These are questions. I'm Please. putting it out there. Somebody tell me about the average ostrich lives to be about 40 years old in some cases. So I think like age (laughs) of consent for an ostrich somewhere around maybe human age of consent. 16 to 18, depending on your state. Well, I feel like, well, 40 is like half a human lifespan. So maybe well, yeah, half but a like, human thinking, consent I'm, age. I'm thinking about like older times. Oh, no, but they like in older times, they were having sex with really young kids. Yeah. yeah, they were having sex with really young kids back then. Oh. Because I would be practically dead at this point. That's a good point. I, I guess I'm, I guess maybe. Look, man, I'm not here to. T- <laughs> I'm not here to tell you. I'm not here to tell you how to fuck birds. I'm just but telling I'm, you. I'm, I'm just asking you, you at what age do you birds. fuck birds? Jesus. Anyway. If you fuck a bird, is that a hop, skip, and a jump to fucking a dead fish? Where is that on the stepladder? Where is that on the Tom Cruise fuckability Tom Cruise, stepladder? Send us an email at boozebrewspodcast.gmail.com. Did you fuck an ostrich Have you fucked an ostrich? You fucked a dead fish from Sendix. Yeah. Would you fuck a, a dolphin? It would be into it. Would you be fucked by a dolphin? <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. I, I don't... The dolphin doesn't care, but we do. We do. So Audubon took <laughs> his pictures of birds and he put them in a book called The Birds of America, which was like the be all end all of birds. He discovered he is credited with discovering over 25 species of birds. 25 so species of fuckable birds. Of fuckable birds. Yeah. Um, and he also really enjoyed pretty flowers and plants that grew on Key West. In 1832, Audubon visited the island, took cuttings from the plants and used them throughout a bunch of his pictures. So he really enjoyed the foliage of, Got it. of Key West. <laughs> cool. 
So this connection here, the fact that Audubon went to Key West in 1832 <laughs> and the fact that some of the flowers that grow on the property of the Geiger house appear in his paintings was enough for this Wolfson Society to be like, all right, we're going to call it the Audubon House and Tropical the, Gardens and we're going to make it into a museum. The only fuckable plant, okay. birds of paradise. <laughs> only fuckable plant. I, I agree to disagree. The most fuckable plant, definitely not the only fuckable plant. I'm talking about this particular bird fucker, plant fucker, mm. potentially fish fucker, depending on the... Yeah. I'm just saying, I think if you'd fuck a bird and a dead fish, you'd probably fuck a plant. Mm. I don't know. There's different texture. I don't know. Again, where's <laughs> that on the step ladder? It just feels different. Yeah. Yeah. There's less <laughs> feedback. A different texture. <laughs> So anyway, um, this is what inspired the Wolfsons to open this place as the Audubon Museum. In oh, okay. 1960, electricity was added and the museum was open to the public. Um, it contains 28 first edition prints of Audubon, as well as several original pieces, uh, actual original paintings from Audubon as well. Um, it is decorated in early 19th century antiques, including a few items that were originally owned by the Geiger family. Um, and by a few items, I think literally two. There's like a tea set and <laughs> that something is more else. than one item. Yeah. So there's like a tea set and something else. Um, but back to the Audubon soon to be former societies in October of 2021. So very recently, the Audubon Naturalist Society took a, a look at itself, assessed its goals and values and came to the conclusion that having an organization named after a man who um, did not share the same values uh, that they do was probably not a good air quote woke thing to do. And you might be like, well, what what did Audubon do? He yeah, what owned, did he do? He owned people. Not great. He, um, he was very much against the freeing of said owned people. Also bad. And was um, on record a number of times being like, yes, black and indigenous people are are inferior species to the white man. Three strikes, you're a racist. So That's three no strikes, you're super racist. And, and so the Audubon Society was like, yep, we're going to rename us. And name still TBD. So right now they're still the Audubon Naturalist Society, but mm -hmm. not for long. Okay. Okay. Fuck okay. that racist asshole. Yeah, I get it. T yeah, it's probably time. Yeah. Especially if you want to like open it up and be all inclusive and stuff like that. Hard to say, yes, we're inclusive when we're named after a man who was a piece of shit. But he yeah. did really good. He fucked a lot of birds, though. He did, whether those birds wanted it or not. Whether they wanted it or not. So anyway. I um, looked it up. By the way, it was a crane. Oh, a crane. Yes, I we just got an, we, I, I was I, just I was just I texted a link. An article. To a, a website called Sandwiches Psych Meds, which I don't know I'm going to click on. I think there's a definite virus in what you just sent us, friend. No, there's not. Sure. Mm -hmm. You say that now, but your computer is when my When my phone has been taken over by nefarious bird fuckers. By, yeah. by the hacker collective Anonymous. <laughs> anonymous. And exposed as a bird fucker. So anyway, back to this house. It's got ghosts. Oh, hey, hey. All right. Um, so one ghost that is believed to haunt the house is Captain Geiger himself. Um, visitors have reported seeing a man standing on the balcony appearing as though he is like looking out over the water or over the <laughs> property. Looking for birds. Looking for birds. to No, Geiger to was fuck. not a bird fucker. 
um, well, that making, we know of. Making That's sure true. that no brown people were on his on his grounds. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, this guy probably. Um, the sighting has also been captured onto film. Hey. Oh, captured onto video? Onto video. No, onto, oh. onto a picture. There's like a photograph. Oh, okay. um, on the Audubon site itself, like the museum site itself, it does have a picture of um, the balcony. And it's very clear. There's like a man who's kind of got his arms outstretched like on the balcony uh, railing as if he's like looking out and he's got like a balloon old timey white shirt. Is he flying Jack? Oh, he's got like a, a Jerry Seinfeld puffy shirt on. A little Jerry Seinfeld puffy shirt and kind of pants. And he's like looking out over it. It is very clear that that is there was somebody standing there, which is oh, really that's cool. creepy. Yeah, it's super creepy. And other people have also. Um, so a bunch of people have reported seeing this, but we also have photographic evidence. Okay. Possibly of this. But it was like at um, dusk, like the sun is setting. So it's like okay. really pretty time of day. But yeah, ghost overlooking his property, watching out for bird fuckers. Um, but other people have also reported feeling like a presence of a man like in the garden area. And they do mm-hmm. attribute that to Geiger himself as well. Like he's out there still protecting his property. And if you listen at night, sense. you can hear the squawks of fucked birds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He really liked that house. He built a big fancy house. He wanted everyone to see his big fancy house. It makes yeah. sense. He's the one who would be there. Yeah. Um, there are also um, experiences that people have had in the children's room. Um, and they do think it might be, you know, one of the children of like an ancestor of Geiger because, you know, four generations of his families lived there. They do think there was like one of the kids died in there. But um. During a paranormal investigation, um, one of the investigators, and there's video, so the website itself does lean into the ghost. Like, yeah, hey, we got ghosts. Like, check out these pictures. Check out these videos. Mm. Um, and the the couple were in the children's room investigating, and she's just standing there, the female, and, like, the lady's standing there, and she's talking about it, and you just see her hair is down, and just, like, a, a part of it, like a wisp, like a small little thing, just, like, flips on its own. Oh, like someone flipped her hair. Like someone flipped her hair. And then they had it from another angle, too. So you could see it from the back and the front to see like how it just and it's very weird because it's just a part of her hair. So it's not like the whole thing went. it's like they took just yeah. a chunk of it and moved it. Which is so cool. it's not the wind. Right. Exactly. It's not the wind because only a part of her hair moved versus the yeah. whole thing. Just like one little bit of hair. Yeah, man. Um, And then one. um person like one of the managers who was opening up during the day you do hear like children playing in the room quite a bit um so he was opening up thought he was all alone and he's like i hear like people running and skirting around upstairs and like laughter and children playing Mm -hmm. blah he goes up there obviously no one's there um Mm -hmm. and the room was also fitted with like motion sensors i don't know if it's because of all this weird activity or not but it is triggered constantly and they always like go up to investigate no one is ever there. Um, there's like also I'm, I didn't talk about it because if I if I talk about it at some other point, I will. But there's like a creepy doll that might be haunted. So Zach Baggins would love it. Oh, I'm sure he would definitely. Um, but they do think that like maybe the doll is like the haunted thing or like that's where the spirit of the whatever. Oh, maybe is the kid is in the doll. doll. Yeah. So kind of spooky. Um, but yeah, so that is the story of the haunted Audubon. I don't think they're going to change their name with the racist man because Florida. Yeah. yeah, they're going to uh, lean into see. it now. They're going to rename the state Audubon. Yeah, the, the Audubon House and Tropical Gardens. Cool. Very tropical. Very, very tropical. Also, speaking of, sorry, pirate, like slash pirate, 
I, nothing I found was, um, you know, attributed, but there was one of those websites. So like, yeah, and maybe Captain Geiger also pirated himself. So maybe he was also a pirate. Oh, maybe. There you go. Get that pirate in there. Little Don't bit. worry. We got we got a lot more pirates coming for you in part two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, everybody, it's your old pal, and your Bob. I don't fuck fish. Hey, go to iTunes, leave a review. Or don't. I'm tired of asking. Also, go to patreon.com slash boozebrews, where there's audio episodes, video episodes, and show sketches that I do. I am great. The show's great. Give us money. Also, social media websites. We got them. You got them. Come talk to us. Or don't. I can't force you to do anything. We have a Twitter. Booz and Bruce. We have an Instagram. Booz and Bruce Podcast. And we have a Facebook. Booz and Bruce. All right, listen to more of the show now with your ears. I demand it. I feel like that was the first time in a very long time that I was asked if I was ready to go and I was not quite ready to go. Holy. Well, I'm always ready to go. I'm I'm born ready. Paul, except for today. Except for today, I was not quite ready. I was That's not quite okay. but now I am. Nobody's, so I'm going nobody, to tell you. Nobody was angry about it. No, I'm glad. Thank you. Appreciate your understanding and your patience that I needed 4 seconds more. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, in keeping with our tropical slash pirate theme right spoiler alert i did a pirate yeah i figured <laughs> um, so so i'm going to tell you about the white point garden which is in charleston south carolina okay and the ghost of steed bonnet steed like that steed like yeah, our flag so means death steed if you are if you are now in your head going oh my god i watched our flag means death I started researching ghost pirates and was shocked to learn he's a real ass fucking person. That's a real pirate? (laughs) He's a real ass fucking person. It makes me love the show so much more. His life is bonkers. I can't believe no one made a show about him until now. It's insanity. Delightful. Okay. So here we go. So White Point Garden... It's a garden. It's a garden. It's in Charleston, South Carolina. It's right on the water. Mm. It's gorgeous. Yep. It's a, a 5.7 acre public park. Cool. It's the southern tip of the Battery, which is this big, like, fortified installment that they built in the Civil War. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, like, Civil War stuff all over the park. It was a real battlegrounds for them, a real holdout point of the South. There's a lot of Confederate memorials oh, in this I, park, apparently. Ugh, I bet there are. Um. Uh, but there's many interesting things about this park that we're not going to talk about. The, okay, so we're not gonna, ignoring the we're, Confederates. We're not going to talk about the part that this part of land didn't exist until they built up over an existing landfill. Oh, so it's garbage land. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's a garbage. It's a garbage town. It's a garbage land, and the first thing they ever built on this garbage land was a public bathing house slash cake and ice cream parlor. Ooh. All in one. Hey, have oh. you ever have you ever wanted to take a bath in water that is made entirely of garbage? Of ice do you want to smell like? Do you want to smell filth as you're eating a delightful ice cream cone? Have we got a spot yeah. for you? Do you're we? Gonna have you it. ever have you ever wanted to bathe with others in public whilst eating cake? Have we got a location for you? Man, you know these are things um, I didn't know I wanted until right now. You can get them. Yes. Now. A, also. So there's all these uh, Civil War monuments and shit, including uh, there's like 14 cannons uh, and one of them is fake and they know it's fake and the city didn't know it was fake when they bought it, but then they found out about it, but they just still have it on display. Again, bonkers. We're not even going to talk about it. Tourists are dumb. We're just going to keep the fake cannon and say it's real. No one's going to know. Because we are going to talk about how Charleston, South Carolina was 
big business for pirates oh. in the 1700s. I Great. would not have thought that, but it makes sense now that we're it talking was, about it. Yes, apparently it was the, at the time, it was the fourth largest port city in America. Oh. Okay. So that's why it's right on the water. It's got all these little waterways that go further into the city and stuff. So yeah, big pirate business. Pretty close to the island of Tortuga where Captain Jack Sparrow would all hang out with his pirate buddies. Then go up to South Carolina and steal stuff. Steal thingies. So I'm going to tell you about Steed Bonnet. Steed. Good so old, Steve Bonnet, good old Reese the, gentleman, Steed. the gentleman pirate. Oh. So Steed was born in in 1688. Uh, he's uh, lives in Barbados. Okay, okay. So he's, he's not a, from New Zealand. <laughs> he is a white man. Yes. Okay. Uh, who's living off of the backs of uh, brown and indigenous people in Barbados? Obviously, mm-hmm. um, he. So he's born in uh, in 1688. In 1709, he marries a woman named Mary Albany. Albany. Like New York? Sure. sure. No, no. A-L-L-A-M-B-Y. Albany. Oh, that's quite a name. Okay. Yep. That's why I was like swallowing it as I said it. <laughs> um, so he married this woman. He His father passed away. So he inherited all his father's lands, which is over 400 acres of farmland. Nice. Oh, okay. Which, I mean... You can extrapolate from that how he was running those farmlands. I mean, look, he paid for his labor. I'm sure. I'm sure he was very. I bet he worked it all himself. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. He had. They had four children. Three survived. So he has uh, at this point in our story is three small children, all under the age of five. Ooh. Um, he has a military rank. Okay. Um, f- for the Barbadian military, just like Rihanna. Um, but he served absolutely, he did, he fought did in no wars, did no combat because a big part of like policing in Barbados was keeping the slaves from uprising. Oh God. So that's where he gets his military rank from. But he has never, he's never like been in the military. He's never been of service. He's never commanded men. He's also never really been into boats. Oh. He's not a boatsman. He's a farmer. Yeah. Yeah, it's He's interesting not that he decides the pirate life is for him. So he said, my wife won't stop fucking nagging me. Mm. So in 1717, he says, you know what? I'm going to be a pirate. Yep. I got to get away from this this fucker. So to get away from his, quote, nagging wife. She probably just and asked him to do like three things. Yes. And again, three, three children pay, pay under th- the age of five. Podcast mom, please pay special attention to this part of the story. <laughs> oh, are you gonna so, leave me to go pirating? We'll see. I mean, we'll see how you, you behave. <laughs> I mean, I do you have the means to become a pirate? Is the question? I mean, Steed did. I mean, Steed I said like we I'm pretty have, sure I could get a boat. I have no a discernible skills. So Steed said, "I don't need to get a boat. I'm gonna hire someone to build me a boat. Oh, I'm gonna make my own. Ooh, I, don't, I don't have build me a boat money. No, you don't. You yes. Have like- so he he builds a sixty foot, uh, a sixty ton sloop. She's like kind of boat. Sure. Yep. Um, which has ten guns, which are cannons, mm-hmm. and he calls it the Revenge. <laughs> nice. So he hired seventy men. Great. And he pays them wages. Oh. He pays them to pirate on his boat. You know, this is a great way to get people to stay with you when you have no idea how to pirate. When you yeah, are so he is. Not yeah. only does he have no idea how to pirate, he has no idea how to run, a run boat. men, how yeah. to manage people. Nor how to sail. This is great. You know what? He's he's 
Use his money for good. Find people. Be a good manager. Find people who know how to do this. Hire good people. Yes. So he hired. So uh, basically the boat is being run by his quartermaster and the first officer. Right. Or like the two people that are like actually like teaching him how to pirate and making sure the boat does its boat things. Right. All right. So then he takes off from Barbados and heads to the eastern shores of the United States where he plunders about a dozen ships. Oh, hey, good for you, Steve. Yeah, uh, mostly his buddies, you know, like, let's go do some plunders. Um, So he he would like take this stuff off of the boats and he was he would mostly let the boats go. Okay, Hmm. but sometimes he would take the boats if he needed their boat parts to repair his boat. Oh, smart. And sometimes if he thought they were going to like run home and tell on him, he would burn their boats. Okay. But he was like a pretty chill pirate dude. Yeah. He He was a pretty chill pirate dude. He did shitty things when necessary. He did shitty things. In a nice way. In the nicest way possible. Yeah. He wasn't, at this point, he's not a murderer. Okay. Okay. No, just a boat burner. And He's pirate. just a boat murderer. Yes. So then he says, all right, my boat needs some repairs. We've taken some other boaty parts, but we need to basically they need to like their pirate version of dry docking, which is you have to like take it up partially on land and tip it to the side so they can fix the bottom of the yeah. hole because he's been shooting at other boats and other boats have been shooting back at him. Right. There's so he has to holes. Yeah, so he's he's like, I'm going to head down to what is now Nassau, but what at the time was called the Republic of Pirates. Oh, my God. Mm. Why didn't that stay? <laughs> this is insane. So on, as he's on his way down, there's a Spanish man of warship that's just like, oh, yo, fucking pirates. Yeah. Let's shoot at them. So they did a shooty shooty. His boat got more fucked up and he got some ouchies. Ooh, no, he got owie. So mm. he got some ouchies. So he's like, it's cool. We're on our way to the Republic of Pirates. We're going to fix my boat. We're going to get me some medicine. It's going to be super fine. I'm going to be fine. So him... So him and his pirate boat buddies, they go to the Republic of Pirates. They're hanging out. I like to assume they're like in a bar one day, chatting up, talking about all their pirate coolness. Right. And who walks in but motherfucking Edward Teach, Blackbeard. Hell yeah. Taika Waititi walks in. Taika Waititi walks in. Everyone's immediately wet and hard. Everybody's like. how could you not be? Damn. That man with the beard and hair. Yeah. yeah, so he meets Blackbeard. They start chatting. They become friends. And Blackbeard's like, you're hurt and you don't know how pirate. I'm going to run your boat for you. And he's like, awesome sauce, bro. Come run my boat. And I'll like hang out on the boat and learn how to be a pirate from Blackbeard. From Blackbeard, Hell like yeah. Captain and, Pirate. And Blackbeard's like, bet, let's do it. Yeah. You know what? Pi- <laughs> it's, in, it's like when this happened on the show, I was like, this is such a fun story. I can't believe it's it true. Happened. <laughs> so, so he like he cedes control of the boat. Mm-hmm. He stays on the boat as a guest. At this point, he's not he's not the captain. Now. Okay, he's Black not the captain now. The captain okay. now. Okay, but he but at some point they decide they're like co co captain. <laughs> nice. Yes. Nice. Um, so they move. They go up to Delaware. They take like a dozen more boats. Good. So they're, they're looting and plundering. He's learning how to pirate. At this point, his boat, he's got more guns. So now he has 12 guns. That's more and they, guns. That's more guns. And the people who've been like raided by this pirate ship say that the ship has about 120 men on it. Oh, wow. It's like a lot of men. He started with 70. Now it's 120 because Blackbeard oh, yeah. comes with an entourage. Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah, so then they, wow, they go down to the Caribbean, which is spelled very incorrectly in my notes. <laughs> spelled not Caribbean, no way. There's 
two eyes. Oh. <laughs> yep. I made the choices. Caribbean. So they go down to the Caribbean <laughs> and um, they do more looting. They come across some other boats and Blackbeard's like, you know what? That's a real good boat. We should take that boat. So he gets more boats. Oh. So now there's multiple boats in their little boat area. A boat army at this yeah. point. So then Blackbeard takes a new boat and he calls the boat the Queen Anne's Revenge. Ooh, we have the revenge and the Queen Anne's Revenge. Yes. Now, do we know Um, why Queen Anne required revenge? It's probably a dig at current king. I think it was King George at that time. Mm. It's like probably a dig at him. I don't know anything about history. Yeah. Um, So he gets this new boat and he's like, cool story. I got a new fancy boat now. It's better than this old boat we've been sharing. Plus, you're not very good at pirating deuces and he oh, leaves no, they bonnet broke behind. up and they left oh no now it's 1718 it's only been a year wow wow it's been one year so since much he has fucked happened. off from his wife and children and is just buddy cop movieing with blackbeard hell yeah this is living looting and pillaging so then, fan as i told engineer bob my notes say beaten off by a boat Yep. So mm-hmm. then, so then, uh, Bonnet is beaten off by boat. So he tries to take this boat uh, in Honduras. They're in the like Western Caribbean at this point. Yeah. So this boat like g- gives him the slip, and his people are like, "Fuck! Like we should have got that boat. That was like a real good boat. We should have been able to get that boat." And he was like, "I don't know what to tell you. Like we tried and we just didn't get that boat." But his crew was like, "We're mad. We don't want you to be our captain. You're oh, not a very no, good mutiny. captain." So then, so then his crew is like grumpy with him and then they run into Blackbeard again because he's pirating in the same area and his crew's like, yo, we like super like you more. Can you come be our captain again? So like most of his crew mutinies off to Blackbeard's boat. Oh no. And, and then Blackbeard's like, all right, sorry, buddy, I'm going to take your boat and I'm going to put one of my men in charge of your boat because obviously you're not a good pirate captain. Because you're a bad pirate captain. Yeah, so he puts this guy named Richards in charge of the revenge and then he takes Bonnet and he puts him on his boat, the Queen Anne's Revenge, but he's oh. still just like, come hang out with me on my boat. But you know my what? Boat. You're a really shitty pirate, but I enjoy your company. I think they're in love. Well, I mean, look, if our yes. flag means death is taught us anything, it's obviously they're in love. We Obviously they're Obviously, they're we ship it. Yeah, we ship yes. it. We get it. We get it. The, it's a boat. It's a it's boat a relationship. Boat. Uh, so then they get more boats. So now there's like four boats, and then Blackbeard runs the Queen Anne's Revenge aground. So they got to abandon that boat, but it's oh. fine because they have other boats. There's some boats swappy yeah. swappies. Um. So then they. Uh, they're gonna. They're like, we got to go to North Carolina because the King George has set this new act called the Act of Grace. And basically, if you come to like a court of King George and you say like, yo, I used to be a pirate, but I'm done and I like promise no more pirating, they'll pardon all your past pirate crimes as long as you promise not to do more pirate crimes. Okay. Seems like a fair trade if you're done with your pirating ways. Yeah, so both Bonnet and Blackbeard are like, we gotta go get pardoned. Yeah, We gotta go get our pardons. All of our crimes need to be washed away. Yeah, so they go. They both get pardons. Nice. Um, and then Blackbeard leaves, immediately stops pirating well, again. Yeah, you can't change the man. Yeah, I, I think like, I think Steed like talked him into it, but he was like never really going to do it. But he was mm. like, it's fine. I'll get the tattoo if you get the tattoo sort of, a, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so Blackbeard fucks off, but Bonnet stays because he's waiting to get like official permission to use his boats to to go become a privateer. So basically to go be a pirate only against the Spanish because oh. Britain's fighting the Spanish at this point. Almost legal pirating, kind of. Mm. Yeah, so he's yeah. going to go be a legal he's pirate. Like, this is a he fun job. Pro- I love it. Can I do it? And can, not can get I pirate trouble. for good? Yeah. Yeah, well, I just promised I wouldn't pirate anymore, but if you give me one of these documents, then I'm super allowed to pirate again. Right, yeah. So he stays because he wants to get this thing, so he wants to be a privateer. Um, he like waits and they're like come back later and he's like okay I'll come back so he leaves and like as they're like leaving town he finds his old boat the revenge and most of his crew have been marooned on like a sandbank off the coast okay (laughs) because Blackbeard like got his pardon said deuces rode away and like left all of his shitty pirates in his shitty boat and just left to go be Blackbeard again oh man So he just left him there. So he so he takes back the revenge. He gets all his crew back. His crew were like, "Thanks, we appreciate." They he left them with like no supplies. Uh, so they were happy to have like someone who again he's paying them wages. Yeah, they're getting a monthly wage on this boat. So they're like, "Yeah, that's better than starving to death on an island." I agree. So they leave and they hop around islands. They find a bunch of other people that have been marooned by Blackbeard. Oh, Blackbeard's just dropping everybody. This is like where he drops off people he doesn't want to deal with anymore. Oh, man. You annoy me to the island. So he gets a bunch more men so that he now has like a fully crewed boat again of like Blackbeard's like sloppy Rejects. (laughs) So then he hears from this other boat that Blackbeard's like in the area. He's like over here. And Steve's like, okay, I got to go. I got to go talk to him. We got to talk this out. Yeah. So he goes um, off in search of Blackbeard. Um, And he changes the name on the boat. So the revenge is now called the Royal James. Oh, fancy. Yes. And he is no longer Steed uh, Bonnet. He's now going by Captain Thomas because he's agreed to no longer pirate. So he just says, no, my name is Thomas. Now I'm a different dude and I'm allowed to pirate. Oh, yeah. I'm I Thomas. Captain Thomas did not. Yeah, that's like fucking Prince getting out of his record contract. Changing his name to a symbol. (laughs) Yes. So so he does this for a while and the people are like, yo, you you really look a lot like that no. Steed Bonnet guy, that oh, no. gentleman pirate. No. So then within months, he's like, ah, you caught me. Aww. It's me. I'm a pirate. And he's just back to being Steed, the gentleman pirate. Oh, but he does Steve. keep the boat named the Royal James. Oh, okay. okay. It's, it's expensive um, to repaint that name every couple months. Yeah, exactly. He And he is definitely running out of money at this point. Uh, um, gotta so stop paying he, that crew so good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he they like capture you know a, a handful, two dozen, a dozen more ships. They get more crew. Um, and at this point, reports are that they are now dividing the loot that they take from the ships. So the, he's not paying them anymore. Oh. He's run out of money. Oh, shoot. So now everyone gets a... T- uh, like a, a percentage a cut, yeah. of what they plunder, but they're not getting. You know, they're not W two anymore. Yeah, no, no, no. They're, they're now they're, independent contractors. Yeah, yeah. Their their ten ninety nine is is uh, the yes. loot only. Yes. So now his boat needs more boat repairs. Um. So he's like, all right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Cape Fear River. I mean, the name itself doesn't sound great. I'm thinking Robert De Niro is going to come and like fucking murder me. Okay, perfect. Let's keep that in our mind's eye. So they're on, they're in Cape Fear River, which is in North Carolina. Okay. 
Um, and they're like, we need to repair this boat and like hurricane season is coming. We're so him and his crew were like, we're just going to hang out here and like wait out hurricane season. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go back to our piratey ways. Sure. Um, so they're like, we're going to wait. But then South Carolina finds out that this notorious pirate is in North Carolina. And they're like, we got to go get him. Ooh. So they're like, we're going to come get him. And North Carolina is like, um, actually, this is North Carolina and you're South Carolina and you're we're different Carolinas. Yeah. And we South Carolina is like, beef. yeah. And, and South Carolina is like, but please. And they're like, all right, you talked oh, us see, into they, it. They were nice. They said, please. So then they decide to help them to capture the gentleman okay. pirate. Okay. Um, so the Carolinas send out three ships, about 130 men, and 16 guns between the three ships. Okay. Um, so they they go out to where the pirates are hiding. Or they think the pirates are hiding. And they immediately run their biggest boat aground. Apparently running boats aground was like a big problem in pirate days. Yeah, and it seems everybody does it. Nobody knew where the land was. Nobody knew. Dumb. So they, they immediately don't have run this. <laughs> they, they, don't, they have no guppus. No guppus. They have no guppus. So they immediately run aground. And then Bonnet's like, oh, cool. That's like a big fancy ship. We should definitely go get the shit that's on that ship. So he sends out like canoes of men to go like loot the ship. But the canoes get close enough and they're like, oh, that's the fucking military. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh. So they just turn around and roll back. They're like, forget they're it. Like, forget it. Bye. They're like, that's, that's the police. That's, <laughs> they're shouting the whole time. Hide yeah. your stars. Whoop, whoop. That's and the then, sound and of the then, police. Uh, and then, so then uh, our gentleman pirate's like, fuck. Okay, well, we definitely got to run. Yeah. But it's about to be dark times. And that boat just ran aground in the light. So we should definitely wait for more light before we. So we're going to take a sleepies. Everyone rest up real well. Yep. And tomorrow we're going to make a run for it. Yeah, get get all your spells back. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow we're going to make a run for it. So the next morning, they are like, we're going to fight. Here it comes. Uh, Bonnet immediately runs his boat aground. Oh, Oh, no. Then then the other two boats. Good thing we waited. Yeah. Yeah. Then the other two boats. Well, they like the other two boats were like boxing it in. And that was that he tried to get away and he couldn't and he ran aground. But also the other boats ran aground while doing it. So then everyone's three boats. They're all stuck for hours and like the way that they were positioned was like the military boats were like long side to the pirate boat and the pirate boat was like skinny side okay. so they were in a much more advantageous position so they just like fired cannons at these military boats for like six hours oh, until God. the tide came back in and then they could just because, float away because no one could get it. and then like the people on his the pirates on his boat are like come here that to my face fight me hand to hand I'll murder you right. our flag means death right <laughs> they were being they're being big pirate yeah. big big loud pirate boys um and he has 46 men. He's on his one boat at this point. That's who uh, our gentleman pirate has left. Yes. Um, so then the tide comes back. The other boats get free, but his boat's still stuck. Oh. So he's like, oh, no, we're stuck. And he says, don't worry. Don't worry, guys. I have a plan. Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to go downstairs and I'm going to blow up the powder magazine. And I'm just going to blow the whole boat up. Oh. And that's how. And, and everyone on the boat was like. No. <laughs> and they stopped him from murder suiciding his whole boat of pirates. My God. And they get captured and they're arrested and they're taken to jail. Oh. Oh. 
It's now October of 1718. It's been about a year and a half a year of pirating. And a half. Like this a year and a half of pirating. Life. This is a lot of living. Yes. So all his men go to like shitty jail. He goes to fancy jail because he's a fancy man. Yeah. Oh, he goes um, to fancy jail. He goes to fancy he's a jail. Pirate. So, well, he's still a, a pirate. And, yes, but he's a he's a well-bred white man. So uh, he's going to fancy jail. All right, fine. And like, I guess his first officer goes to fancy jail with him. They they immediately escape oh. by dressing as women and just walking out of the prison. Amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. So then the government of South Carolina is now so embarrassed. They should be. They, all this time and money run all their boats aground to capture this guy. So they put a 7,000 pound bounty on Damn. his head. Damn. That's 1718, 7,000 pounds. That's so much money. Did you do the conversion? I don't think you I can. I couldn't figure out the conversion. Okay. Oh, it was that's too true, long ago. It's a too. different currency. That's true. It was, it's, a, I mean, it's, it's a it's, lot of money. It's enough for generations. Yeah. You know, Jeez. Uh, he's, so he's immediately captured. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I were the first mate, I'd be like, hey, guess what? I got you. Yeah. So then all the other men from his crew are being are being tried. They're being convicted and they're being put to death. Okay. Like while all this is happening, everyone who served with him is it's being dying. put to death. It yeah. was 7,000 pounds in what year? 17. 1718. Year and a half. That's crazy. Yeah, it's that's what I was like the timeline of this. Uh, you'll be shocked to know that it was it's only uh about a million dollars oh. or about a, a 1.6 million pounds i mean still. that's still that's still a lot yeah yeah isn't and isn't pounds more more po- it's powerful worth more than, than dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's so it's like a, a like a bit, like a mill and a half close. yeah a little bit that's a, that's a lot that's of money a lot of money yeah yeah Anyway, he's immediately found. All of his uh, all of his little pirate friends are being put to death. He is awaiting trial. And as he's like awaiting trial, he's all over the newspapers. He's the gentleman pirate. Yeah. Plus, he's like a kind of young, kind of good looking, wealthy white man who mm-hmm. like is now such a bad boy. Mm-hmm. And the city is in love with him. Oh, boy. So, so they're like, we're going to put him on trial. And the city revolts and they try and break him out of prison. Oh, my God. Because they love him so much. And they have to like basically be like martial law no one could come here Shoot. we gotta put this guy on trial so then they finally goes to trial um his 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 bosun sure yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's how you say that word his bosun whose name is ignatius bell that's a great that's name. a good name so he turns king's evidence against oh against steed, steed? oh yeah reluctantly he didn't want to do it oh poor guy but he was like they're They've killed everyone else who was on the crew. Yeah, They're going to kill me if I don't testify against him. So he's like, all right, I'm going to testify against him. So so they're like, go to trial. They assign him a lawyer. And Bonnie goes, no, 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 no. I won't be my own lawyer. Oh, Jesus. Nice. <laughs> he's going to so put the he, system on trial. He's putting the system on yep, trial. He, de- he defends himself. He's immediately found guilty. Of course he is. He's, He's found so guilty that the judge turns his sentencing into like a day and a half of a lecture about how he's not being a good Christian by being a pirate. Oh, boy. So he's sentenced to death. So he is like, uh, he writes a letter to the governor begging for clemency. He's mm-hmm. like, please don't put me to death. I promise I'm down with my pirate ways. Sure. And the governor's like, yeah, before? we don't believe you because you already said that once and then you went back to being a pirate. And he was like, all right, how about if you cut off my arms and my legs so I couldn't pirate anymore, but I still get to be alive. Jesus. Are you sure you still get to be alive? (laughs) 
And the governor was like, no, dude, we're done with you. You're done being a pirate. Oh, my Lord. So they keep trying to have his execution, but it keeps being postponed because all these fancy, wealthy white ladies in the area are like so wet for him that they like protest and they make their husbands try and get him out of it. And oh, shit. wow. He's just like got the women's vote for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but all of that didn't uh, didn't really work out. So he was uh, sentenced to death and that execution was uh, taken out on December 10th, 1718. My God. So a just year. just under two years of pirating. Oh, my God. Um, so he was uh, he was hanged and it was before they had the like drop kicky system uh-huh. so it was like a slow strangle oh, situation cool cool yeah is no good and like he was he was hanged uh, like they used to do all these hanging on these really old oak trees that are along this like fancy park area and they were leaving the bodies up for days and sometimes weeks so he's like being put to death by like the rotting bodies of his men oh. around him that are basically like heads on pikes like beware pirates yeah. are coming for you because South Carolina was like on a tear about going against pirates so within a five week period they hung 49 pirates dang Whoa. Yes, like 32 of them were like him and his crew, but that's good to say that's that's over a pirate a day. Yeah. So they would leave them hanging there until they started to really break down. And then they would throw them in this swamp that was adjacent to the area and just leave their bodies there. And they would like sky burial and like be partially eaten by the animal life in the air. But it was basically just they turned a swamp into like dead people soup. Yum. And then eventually Steed went and joined his friends in Dead People Soup. Yep. Um, but, or maybe not, maybe he's still hanging around. around Whoa! So this park is super haunted. I, there's a lot of dead people there. Makes Plus sense. there's dead a lot, people there's, soup. Mm. There's like, there's also like a Civil War soldier aspect of the ghosty. We didn't even get into that. I was so focused on the pirates. Yeah. So people say that they if they go walk through the park at night, they will see shadows, the outline of figures hanging from the trees. Nice. Where the tree and they're they are because they're these old oak trees. They are the trees that were used to hang men. Nice. Um, or sometimes people will say, like, I didn't see a shape of a person, but as I was walking by the trees, like I saw eyes shining out from the tree. Like oh. so they didn't see the silhouette of it, but they saw like the eyes yeah. as if a person was hanging there. It's pretty metal. Um, and people say that like where the swamp where they dumped all the bodies, yeah, they built over that. It's homes now. Oh, cool! Oh, baby, awesome! Fuck yeah! Pirate yeah, ghosts so a, in your house every day, all day. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of those people are like, oh yeah, there's the ghost of a pirate in my house, but it's fine. They seem to it's be fine. they're they're just living their pirate life. They're oh, not okay. interacting with people. Um, but He's the constantly river stealing that- my rum and demanding my boat. I don't, have, yeah, a I don't have a boat. I have nothing to give you. I have no. We're out of rum. Damn. Yeah. That's it. Why is the I rum have a limoncello? This is a brown liquor house. Okay. We we <laughs> drink nothing but whiskey. Sorry. Sorry. Um. Can't help. And it. the the river that like this swamp area used to feed into is like still a big river that runs through this park now. Mm-hmm. And people say that like if you go over to the river, sometimes you'll like look into the river and you'll see the bloated decomposing face staring oh, back up at you gross. from the water gross. yeah super gross but in case you were worried that this was the end of our gentleman pirate yeah. don't worry I he is still there as well oh, oh, and we know 
We know that for a fact because as Steed was like being led out to be hung, hanged, almost did Zach Baggins there, to be mm-hmm. hanged, um, he <laughs> they pulled him out of prison and along the way to the gallows, he stopped to pick a small little bouquet of wildflowers oh that he like held as he walked up. Oh, like he was getting the- married Aww. to death. Yeah. He just had this little bouquet of flowers that he was like holding and they said he was like holding it to his nose. I'm sure because he's surrounded by a bunch of dead decomposing bodies. Stink. Yeah. And he's like a fancy man, and that's what you used to do when you were in smelly rooms, is you would just put something that smelled good right over your nose. So that's what he did on his way to the gallows. And they say that sometimes you'll see a man, a a silhouette of a man, holding a little tiny bouquet, like walking towards one of these old oak trees. And then when it gets to the oak tree, it stops and screams. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, Steed. And that's the ghost of the gentleman pirate, Steed Bonnet. Steed Bonnet. Unbelievable. I did not know he was a real person. I, I thought he was 100% a make him up. Uh, yeah. Oh, f- delightful. He's wonderful. Delightful. Like, he just made friends with Black. He was just a cool, good time dude. He was a good time He's guy. He's a good time boy who loved boats. He just wanted to be a pirate. He just cosplayed his way into, into Blackbeard's number two. He mm-hmm. was he was tired of this mean old life and said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be a pirate a cosplayer pirate. and then a real a real pirate." Yeah. yeah. So, uh, just saying, Bob, the option is open to you if you feel like Melly is nagging you too much. But it's it is it is a less than two year endeavor. Yeah. And, I, it, 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 considering how low the barrier to entry is, I may go for it. <laughs> I'll come to your public hanging. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll nag you to the very oh end. <laughs> as 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 he walks to the gallows, as he walks to the gallows and screams, you just scream back at him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come to your public hanging! <laughs> oh my god, that was very funny. So, speaking of pirates and public hangings, oh. this beer. <laughs> Uh, as mentioned, it's called Coconut Cove. It's a pina colada cream ale and it has a very fancy pirate man on it. I'd like to think is Steve. He's, Let's say he's yes. a gentleman pirate. This is the gentleman pirate. So as I said, it's from Mankato Brewing. It's 5%, um, only 15 eboos, not very eboo-y. It says it's fruity, okay. nutty. I mean, it's... it's it a- is. It's fruity and nutty. Again, with all things Mankato Brewing, it doesn't have a ton of flavor, but I will say... The subtlety of what's going on here is actually very pleasing to me. Like, it's still a beer. It's a very subtle uh, pineapple. Very, very subtle pineapple, very subtle coconut, but it's nice. Like, is it creamy? Do you taste the creaminess of it? It's smooth and cream esque. It, it's, again, it's a very subtle beer, but I actually like it quite a bit. Like, I, I would probably. Of all the things from this variety pack that we've got, this is the only one I go, I might get a six or this. Not bad. Okay. So this, if you were to take to the seas and become a pirate, yeah. you might take, it feels like a nice hot afternoon beer. Yeah. I would go stand out on the poop deck with one of these okay. and drink it and then um, very responsibly recycle the can. Good. There you go. That's good yeah. for you. Don't throw it in the ocean. Yeah. Don't throw it in this and so sea creatures Mm-mm. get uh, yeah. stuck in it. Great. Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, hey, this is the part of the show where El Pal Bob gets to pick a winner. Hey, guess what I like? Hmm. I like uh, Blackbeard and Blackbeard and Steed. We ship it here. That's what we do. We ship uh, it. You know what else I love? Uh, spectral bird fuckery. If you're going to fuck a bird, do it as a ghost. You know what else I love? Revenge <laughs> boats. This guy's got a pile of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
You know what else I love? Uh, regular ass ants. You don't get <laughs> ones with weird butts. I, I yeah. love changing your name to keep pirating. If you love something, don't let your name stop you from doing it. But if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's getting boners for birds. Melissa wins. Wow. I really felt confident in my pirate story. I was story. sure the co- pirate was going to win. You didn't have any boners for birds. That's true. We did not talk Look, I'm at all you, about sex. During this is, I, this was is a mysterious n- rubric. It's one that I keep incredibly close to the vest. And one day one of you is going to is going to crack the code, but you haven't yet. Haven't yet. I uh, that's I think that's animal fuckery is what I've now added into yeah, the I equation. Think you have to I think definitely about that, yeah. factor it in there because it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> it's like it's like in the in the brackets, the like college brackets of yes. like, you know, animal fucking animals versus pirates. I now know animal fucking wins in that yeah, situation. Yeah, that will win. Yeah. And then go on to what your, you know, final two but is. But if you sure. find a pirate that jacks off a dolphin, now now we're, yeah. now that's a horse of a different color. Yeah. It's true. To keep with our animal I, theme here. Had so, I only known. Had yeah. you only it's known. It's okay. Well, thank you guys for <laughs> a- listening. Anyway, thank you guys for hanging out with us this week. Come back next week. There'll be booze. And there'll be bros. Until then. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, God, loud. Loud. <laughs>